Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey guys, you're listening to Iconic with Stella Ray. If you want to help support the podcast, use the Amazon link in the description. And anytime you buy something from Amazon, just use it through that link. You can bookmark it in your browser and it helps us out a lot. So thanks and enjoy. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Iconic. I was looking at my SoundCloud this morning and it's been a full 20 days since I posted a podcast. Wow. And I've definitely gone longer than that before, but I was like, damn, I was on such a such a roll with these, and I guess my excuse is that I was traveling for a couple weeks. I went back home to see my family in Washington, came back to LA for literally like two days, and then I was in Berlin, Germany for the past week. Um, I'm still adjusting to the time zone and Oh, I felt bad because I've had to cancel plans on so many so many people just because I'm so tired. Like yesterday, um I took a nap at like four and I set my alarm for six. I was like, you know, a quick two hour nap, that won't mess me up that much, you know, I'll still be able to go do things, whatever. Slept through my alarm, woke up at eight. I could have continued sleeping, but I was really hungry, so <laughs> you know, made a little food, took a shower, went back to sleep. Wow. Um, I don't know, part of me kind of likes the, the, like, just unreal feeling of being jet-lagged, and it's almost like dysphoric, not dysphoric, but, like, just very confusing. You know, like, when you wake up from a nap, and you don't know what day it is? Like, I kind of love that feeling. (laughs) But not when it messes up with my life, you know, my social life, my whatever. Um, but I will say that I'm really glad I got to travel and it's just so amazing and rewarding to go to a new place, to experience it for the first time and to have everything be so new. I think traveling is the best teacher because it forces you to look at everything in a new way. We go throughout our daily lives. A lot of the times I feel like just on like airplane, not airplane mode, but like automatic, like just like, you know, we're going through the motions, you know where to go, like you know your city, you know your neighborhood, you know what streets to go on, you know the route to school or to work or to the gym or wherever, you go to the same grocery stores, it's like you don't really have to think about it, like little things like that, but when you're in a completely new place, new country, even a new city, um, you know, you have to relearn things, like even just like the route or like the public transportation or taxis or, you know, if there's a language barrier that adds a whole new layer of, you know, having to learn and having to figure out just the daily things in your life. Um, Even like, you know, um, I don't know if it's all throughout Europe, but I know in um, Germany, like everything's closed on Sunday, like the grocery store is closed so we can go get groceries and like, you know, figuring out the public transport and 
like tipping at restaurants and just all of that it keeps you really sharp and it keeps you aware and it forces you to be in the moment because everything is so new it's like when you're a kid you know everything is so new to you you're constantly in the moment you're constantly asking questions you're so curious about the world around you it kind of brings that out again so um super rewarding i definitely want to go back to berlin with friends i was with my family and you know fucking awesome but it's definitely different um being by yourself or with friends with people your own age because i don't know at least i found that with my parents um we were doing a lot of things together and uh, like they would figure out the route they would figure out you know what train we had to take or where we were going or the area that we were in and i found that when i was in paris by myself last year i had to do all of that so um again it's it goes back to that thing of like it makes you a little more sharp like i felt like i was um like it was easier because my parents were there guiding me and i had them to back me up which like is great amazing makes it easier but then sometimes you kind of crave that struggle and like having to figure things out on yourself so um definitely want to be traveling again soon with friends by myself etc like again traveling is the best experience experiencing or the best teacher experiencing new cultures new countries just new people it's amazing i also wanted to tell a quick story um if you don't watch my vlog channel you won't know the story but um getting back to the united states was the biggest struggle so i flew this airline um air berlin and apparently it's like a known thing in germany but um they went bankrupt and they were funded or they were going to be funded by the government for the next three months so i guess my plane ticket was reasonably priced for how short notice it was booked and uh, you know it's like okay the government's funding them whatever like it's perfect timing cheaper not a cheap ticket but as far as like you know, it was only purchased a couple weeks out from the date that I was going to fly out. So it was it was a pretty good price. Um, so I go to the airport the day I'm supposed to fly back to Los Angeles. And um, I go up to the... I was flying by myself. Like, my fa- I'm not with my family anymore. I was going to fly back by myself, etc. Um, so I go up to the information desk. I'm like, oh, where do I need to go? They tell me. They look at the flight, everything. They tell me. And um, there's, like, no line at the baggage thing and I'm like okay well sweet this lady comes up to me like an employee comes up to me while I'm still walking through you know like the little maze you have to go through to like check your bag Um, I'm not even to the front of the line that non-existent line yet and she comes up to me and she's like oh let me look at your ticket and I was like yeah whatever she's like oh Los Angeles yeah your flight's canceled and whenever I hear I've only I think no one time my flight got canceled but it was like fine they put me on another flight right away and another time I missed a flight and whenever that happens like my heart drops like I don't know why but it's like fuck everything's fucked now (laughs) and like it's fine like you know they're gonna put you on another flight you know you're not gonna be stranded forever you know what I mean um and it's not I'm just so glad like it wasn't urgent that I had to be in LA that like according to this schedule Um, I was just going back home to go back home. You know, it's not like I had a meeting or I had an event to go to or someone was waiting on me. Someone was like, I don't know, getting married. I don't know, anything like that. Um, So I was like, okay, whatever, like, chill. Um, So I asked her, oh, where do I need to go then? And she's like, I don't know, figure it out. Like, 
what? Like, you don't, you can't even tell me where to go. So then I turn and I look. I see the tickets and service counter. I'm like, oh, that's probably where I need to go. Then I look and there's the longest line I've ever seen for this counter. And I'm like, fuck, this is where I have to be because I remember seeing not that line, but it was at the other end of the airport. Like apparently there was a probably, I mean, now I know there was another ticket and services line. And I was like, wow, why was that line so long? Like, hmm, must be really busy. I'm glad I don't have to be in it. Little did I know I had to wait in this line. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm a little stressed just because I don't really know what's going to happen. And it's like, okay, I don't really know what to do in this situation. And I'm not with my family anymore. And the Wi-Fi wasn't really working. I don't know service. So it was kind of like stressful. But I was just listening to my music, you know, light classical piano, Apple music playlist and trying to chill. Um, I end up waiting in this line for eight hours, literally eight hours. I have never stood in a line that long before. And (laughs) I just want to say this experience made me stronger, made me realize how capable I am of waiting, of being patient. But it was interesting to notice the different feelings that I was experiencing throughout this eight, these eight hours. Like I would start to kind of panic and I'd be like, fuck, what if I don't get to leave the country? What if there's no other flights? What if like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Where am I going to stay? I don't know this, this city, this country at all. Like, fuck. And then I'd chill out and I'd be like, it's okay. Like, I know it's going to be fine. And then I'd start to freak out again. And like, then I'd want to cry. And then I was like, I just wish my parents were here. And then like, oh, I was like, I can't believe I'm alone. Like, oh my God. It was interesting. It was very interesting to note how my emotions were like going up and down throughout this time, these eight hours. Um, So many times throughout, you know, waiting, I almost, I was looking at other flights. Everyone around me in line was looking at other flights. I almost spent like 900 euros on a flight the next day a one-way ticket to LA. I'm so glad I didn't because it ended up working out. Um, But I was so close several times to just booking it. And then by six hours, I was like, okay, I'm I'm closer to the front of the line. It's it's not going to be worth it. Like I will, I will have wasted all this time standing in line for nothing if I leave. Um, And then I ended up making, making some friends in line, you know, these other kids that were going to LA. Um, Basically the line was so long because I'm going to burp. Oh. <laughs> um, because, so Air Berlin, like I said previously, um, went bankrupt. And apparently that day that I had to fly out, all the pilots went on strike. And I checked their Twitter and they were like, pilots are all sick today. Bitch, bullshit. They all went on strike because they're probably not getting paid enough because they y'all went bankrupt. Like, what? Um, so... All these flights got canceled. That's why the line was so long. That's why everyone had to wait so long. Finally, we're at the front of the line. I'm with my pals. We're all like, yes, we all get to go home finally. They were all from LA too. It was like awesome. Um, I get put on a flight the next day. I am so grateful. I feel like I can do anything. I'm starving. I am thirsty because I didn't go to the bathroom this whole eight hours at all. Um, That's part of, that's like the main reason why, it's not like I don't like traveling alone, but like that's one of the biggest things of like, like when you go to the when you're traveling with someone and you have to pee and you're waiting in line or something you can leave your stuff with them you know um but if you're by yourself you have to bring all your luggage everything with you at all times like you can't leave it so for the whole eight hours I couldn't pee I couldn't go to the bathroom they were handing out water but I didn't want to drink too much water because I don't have to leave the line 
Um, so I finally get to pee. I take a cab. Luckily, my mom's friend was like, she lives in Berlin. She's like, you can stay with me for the night. It's okay. It all worked out. Um, I get on this flight the next day. Oh, it's like amazing. Whatever. Oh, so that was my experience. And the next day, being home in LA, like I fa- oh, rhymes. Wow. I found myself just being so grateful for like little things. Like I was walking down the street. I was like, I missed the smell of pee in Hollywood so much. Wow. Who would have noticed, you know, all these tourists on Hollywood Boulevard before? Oh my God, this is so beautiful. (laughs) And like, I was just so glad to have my bed and like, just little things like that. So that's another reason why I really enjoy traveling. You get to, you know, you have this newfound gratitude for your home and you know, whether it's where you grew up or your current home or wherever, like, you're just so appreciative of it and appreciative of little things like just, I don't know, having your own bed, having, you know, access to grocery stores on Sunday, etc. Like, Whole Foods. Wow. Love her. Um, so that was my experience, you know, traveling. Very fun, I would say. Wow. Exhausting. Traveling is so exhausting. Like, I've been home for four days now and I'm still so jet lag tired I could go to sleep right now but you know we're getting through it we're grateful to be here (laughs) um I wanted to answer some questions there was one question I found on my tumblr that really spoke to me let's see also I'm sipping some jasmine green tea love her okay Anonymous said, I live a life I find, I find fulfilling. I meditate, do yoga, travel, journal, do art, and work out. But there's nothing I have that I'm really passionate about and see myself doing as a job for the rest of my life. I'm still in my teens. And I want to, but working ho- or I want to be working hard on something, but I don't know what. I feel like doing YouTube, but that's kind of generic at this point. So, um, I recently listened to this TED Talk. I think I put it on my Instagram story. But it was basically about, you know, the pursuit of happiness and how our culture is so focused on finding happiness. And we do all of these things. I'm going to move the mic a little bit. We do all of these things, you know, in our life to try to be happy and to try to, you know, we're we're always actively pursuing happiness. Y'all hear that helicopter? Um, and how... That is a bit unrealistic because happiness is just an emotion. Like, true, you can have an overall sense of happiness and contentment with your life, but it's still, at the end of the day, an emotion, and it's unrealistic to be happy all the time. Like, you're always going to have other emotions, like, seemingly, quote-unquote, negative emotions. Like, you're always going to have, you're always going to feel some sort of sadness in your life at some point. You're always going to be angry at some point and that's not to say like oh like just give up why be happy like why am I going to be happy if I'm just going to be sad again but you know it's just the human experience it's just emotions and how your body reacts to the events that take place in your life you know like it's really just the human experience so instead of actively pursuing this TED talk said instead of actively pursuing happiness what we need to be focusing more on is, I guess, finding our our purpose and how it's not happiness that brings us that kind of contentment, like peace in our lives, but it's feeling connected with other people 
and feeling like you belong to like a group or you have some sort of higher purpose and there was an example of I don't really remember exactly what it was but it was something along the lines of this guy I don't know if he was an athlete but I think he got paralyzed or something or lost a limb again I can't remember but at first his mindset was like fuck this I was so happy before you know I was an athlete I felt so successful I felt so happy and now all of that is taken away from me and he changed his mindset he was able over time to change his mindset and he realized like oh I wasn't I wasn't really happy before you know I was partying a lot it was very like ego based um etc etc and then he found this he found a new purpose in life that wasn't just to be like oh like the glory of being such a such a like good athlete and like you know getting girls and partying and all of that but I think he started mentoring kids or just it was something it was something like that you know like he found a purpose greater than himself and he was able to give back and he felt like he was a part of this community where he was helping other people and he had a purpose you know it wasn't just to like oh I'm happy you know I I look good I'm like doing well it wasn't it's not as like ego-based I feel like because like, we do all of these things to to try to make ourselves happy. And at the end of the day, like, it really does come from within. And I feel like it does come from being connected with other people, feeling like we're not alone. Again, going back to my experience standing in line for eight hours. Like I said, I was having these highs and lows emotionally throughout that whole experience. But as soon as I... I reached out and I started talking to the people around me, you know, asking, hey, like, are you going to Los Angeles? Or like, where are you going? Or do you think that we should stay in line? You know, oh my God, whatever. And then, you know, I met these, this girl and this guy that were around my age and we like started hanging out the whole time, standing in line together. As soon as that happened, like I reached out, it instantly, like my mood instantly improved and I started to realize, hey, we're all we're all in this together, you know, High School Musical, um, but we were even laughing about it, we were like, this is so ridiculous, like, this, who would have thought this would have happened today, and just feeling that, like, feeling connected with other people, feeling like we are all in this together, and I don't need to feel alone, and I can, you know, talk with other people about what I'm going through, and how I'm feeling, and again, that whole, that, this doesn't really relate to that, that like airport experience but you know feeling like you have a higher purpose and giving back and doing something because of not because of just how it makes you appear to others or you know just not doing superficial things in hopes that it's going to bring you like fill this void in you or bring you this like quote-unquote happiness that you know it never will I find that a lot you know, living in LA as well, there's so many people who claim to be so spiritual. You go in their houses, they have crystals, they have Buddha statues. They're reading books, you know, about spirituality, which I enjoyed doing as well. But you notice, like, they're not happy. You know, they, they're still so materialistic. They're still, like, they still have problems. Like, I feel like living a truly spiritual life isn't just about aesthetics isn't just about you know reading self-help books isn't about having a buddha statue or you know going to a yoga class it's 
about your mindset. It's about within. It's about feeling like, okay, I'm on this earth. I, I'm going to be okay. And I'm going to be present. And I'm going to, you know, I don't know. You just can't rely. I'm at a loss for words. But you just can't rely on these external things to bring you happiness or to fill a void within you. You know, like, whether it's about how you look or it's all these, like, activities. You know, like, this person's talking about how they meditate, they do yoga, they travel, they journal. That's all positive stuff, but it's not going to bring you the feeling you're looking for because that feeling has to start from within. I really like listening to Abraham Hicks talks or, you know, her Q&As on YouTube. She always talks about being in... Did she say The Matrix? What did she say? I forget. I haven't listened to one in a while. Or The Vortex. It's The Vortex. Um, and how, you know, we we go after these things, whether it's, you know, about our physical appearance, whether it's traveling, whether it's taking a yoga class, whether it's filling our homes with Buddhas and crystals and self-help books and tapestries. But we, we go to all of these external things, searching for a feeling, searching for a void within ourselves to be filled. But it's not until we stop looking for these external things and we go to the, we go within first, you know, we go to meditation, we go to connecting with other people, we go to helping others. That's when you find that, that inner peace, I feel like. And that's when that void starts to be filled because you're not going to these external things looking for that that internal peace, you know? You're you're going to the feeling first. And then once you have that feeling, everything in your physical life, everything in this physical world, the external world, it's all going to fall into place because you are at peace and you have you know, you have that knowledge and you have love, I guess, for yourself and for your life and for others and you're empathetic and again, like forcing it I don't even know if I mentioned this before, but f- you can't force it, you know? It it has to come naturally. You can't force peace. You can't force love. Like, the main thing with meditation is it's not to shut out your thoughts, but it's to observe your thoughts and just distance yourself from that. And, you know, if we can practice um, separating ourselves from our ego and if you feel like you want to do something that you feel like you have to because it's, it's bringing you happiness or it's supposed to bring you happiness try to observe that and be aware of it and think like why like what what is it about this activity or wanting to buy this outfit or hang out with these people that maybe I don't even really like like why do I feel like I need this in my life and what am I hoping this will bring me and why can't I just find whatever that thing or feeling is myself you know I hope that makes sense I feel like I was very scattered I didn't even really necessarily plan to talk about any of that, but at the end of the day, it has to come from within, and you can't, it's so hard, but you can't rely on external things. It's hard, I think, because we're brought up in this culture where we're, you know, there's so much advertising, there's products, there's celebrities telling us, like, if you have this, you'll be happy. If you do this to yourself, pursue this, you know, have these types of friends, do these activities on the weekends, whatever, go to this college, study this, then you'll be happy, then it'll have this. So, you know, it's not even necessarily our faults that we're programmed this way, but 
um, the only way to get out of it is to be aware of it, I think, and, you know, pursuit of happiness, dude, but no, it's the pursuit of connection and the pursuit of, like, being okay with just being, I think, it comes down to that. Um, so I hope that helps. Again, I hope that makes sense. I hope you can get something out of that. I feel like I was very scattered talking there, but, um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, and definitely let me know what sort of topics you want me to discuss in future episodes. I'm back home in LA now, so I have time to finally, you know, record podcasts, post them regularly. There will not be a 20-day wait again, okay? (laughs) So definitely tweet or Snapchat or Instagram, DM me a pic or screenshot of you listening to this podcast, and I will talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening.